You want to talk asset management? We're here to talk asset management. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto. Thanks for joining me and my partner in crime, Nick Zararis. Nick, how are you doing today? Like everyone else, I'm a little tired, but other than that, happy to be here. Yeah, we are just cruising through June. Hard to believe it is already next week. Uh, But yeah, no, we're going to talk all about, you know, maybe potentially trading up in the draft. But uh, before we talk about assets and trades and, you know, all the fun stuff that everyone loves to talk about in the offseason, make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, on YouTube, free 99 everywhere. And let's let's just talk hockey, good hockey. This is the real, um, the quandary of the offseason, because this is a hockey podcast. Ideally, you would have hockey to discuss, but being that hockey season is over, to talk about hockey, all we have is looking ahead and looking backward. So today, we're looking in the intermediary, we're, we're looking at kind of the in-between, and none of this is financial advice, don't listen to this. Do this not is take my... financial advice from us. No, this is this is First Amendment. This is my opinion. None of this is none of this is legally binding. Uh, talk to a financial advisor Allegedly. before making any and, and talk to a financial advisor before making any real decisions. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I co-sign that simply because I will spend. If I have eleven dollars in my bank account and I want a seven dollar coffee. I will get the seven dollar coffee. So exactly. I you know that's why um, we don't run NHL teams or advise any sort of cap management sort of thing because I would spend my last dollar on Taylor Swift. So, Hey, that's not cap spending. That's not player salary. You could, you could do whatever you wanted with your assets, but in the, in the scope of this conversation, what we're talking about today is the flames are at this inflection point where in the next two years, the next two years are going to define the next 10 years. Because based on what happens in the next two years, you're going to know very quickly how the subsequent years are going to go. You've got a handful of really important key foundational pieces like Elias Lindholm, like Noah Hannafin, who are pending unrestricted free agents a year from now. You have other additional pieces in there. You have guys like Nikita Zadorov, Mikhail Backlund. You have Adisha Tyler Toffoli, you know, key pieces, important pieces, that's next summer. That's the summer after this upcoming season, 2023-2024. The issue for the Flames is really understanding what are we trying to do? You and I have talked about this ad nauseum. We've talked about this all year, uh, since probably about January. If the team says the goal is to win the Stanley Cup, but the roster is only good enough to maybe win a round or two, you get an understanding of, hey, this is about messaging. We don't really think we can win the Stanley Cup. But we want our fans to buy in. We want you guys to think, hey, we make the playoffs. Anything can happen when we get in. Teams are going to point to what happened with Florida this year. Mm-hmm. We had our goalie get really hot, and we had one of our really good players blossom into one of the best players in the entire world. And it could happen to us. It 
all we need is our goalie to get hot and a good player to become great for a few weeks. That's all we need. And that's really kind of where the flames are at right now, because that's, that is going to be the sale. The messaging this offseason from the Flames, depending on what happens, they could trade Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm in the next week, and all of what I'm saying right now is moot. But based on how the season goes, is more than likely going to dictate how they operate. Because if they're rolling in season next year, yeah. even if they haven't agreed to an extension with Lindholm, and even though Conroy has said, hey, if we don't have an extension, we got to trade him. He's not going to trade him. I'll believe it when I see it. If the Flames are like in second place in the Pacific Division and they're at the deadline and they haven't agreed to an extension with Lindholm, there is no chance that the Flames would actually trade him. That is just that is posturing. Yeah, and you know, that's something that could work to Lindholm's advantage. Walking into free agency next year, who knows what kind of season he's going to have, especially if it's a bounce back one after his, I mean, everyone on the team had. Except Tyler Toffoli, only person exactly. who's ex- he's the only person uh, excused yet, excused from most of the comments about the team underperforming. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli had the best year of his career, was one of the most valuable players in the entire NHL, really thrived last year in a less than stellar situation. Commendable that he was able to persevere in such an environment. Yeah, no, and you know, I give him a lot of credit, and I give anyone a lot of credit for dealing with what they had to deal with. So I think, again, optics-wise, this team is moving in the right direction. Agreed. It's just a matter of, you know, actions speak louder than words. And that's kind of where we're at right now with this new management. Oh, and it it matters in terms of – I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. It matters in terms of – your medium, short, and long-term planning. It, that's really what it, it comes down to for me. Because from what we understand, based on what's been reported, Noah Hannafin has told the Flames, I don't want to sign an extension. Okay. So this is going to be very instructive in understanding what the Flames think. Because if they just get picks back, that tells me, okay, we're we're willing to be creative here. And if we take a step back next season, it's not the end of the world because it's more about the medium and the long term. Mm-hmm. If they get a roster player back, say they get a restricted free agent's rights, someone who's like 23, 24, who needs a little bit more run, somebody who's maybe getting squeezed out of somewhere and maybe a draft, like a third round pick. Like this is purely just me talking into the ether. But like if you did something like Ross Colton and like a fourth round pick from the mm-hmm. Lightning, Okay, that tells me we're not trying to take a real step back. We're just trying to be creative with the assets we have. That's the the starting point here. Mm-hmm. And and to kind of transition to more of what we're talking about today, I, we're going to talk more about guys who are more valuable as assets, which typically these older expiring contract players are. For In terms of more valuable to the Flames, in ter- they are not going to get value commiserate with what this player is worth. The conversation for me, it starts with Rasmus Anderson, it starts with Mackenzie Weger. And that's really it in terms of guys who they definitely couldn't get equal value for. Then we have to add the the Jonathan Huberdeau and Nazem Kadri because nobody's going to trade for those guys based on the <laughs> contracts. That's the other issue. So of those four guys, that's really the starting point of they're more valuable to the Flames than what they would get in a trade. That For me, at least, that's where I'm starting. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think that... I don't know. I listened to or read an article last week. Um, Rasmus Anderson gave an interview and it really feels like he has, I mean, obviously his play has developed and progressed, but it sounds like him 
like as a person has also kind of put in the necessary work to take his game to the next level. And really, I mean, I would say that he's a potential captain candidate if they don't name one this year. I can see that. I just, I think that he is someone that has obviously come up through the flame system and really been just the heartbeat of the team. Like even when he unfortunately got injured this season, you know, he, he missed two games after getting hit by the car. And and he rushed himself back. He rushed himself back because he's like, if I don't get back, we're screwed. I got to suck it up. Which again, this isn't the healthiest mindset. Hockey players don't make the best life choices as Matthew Kachuk will testify. They do not make great life choices, but yeah, to other guys that matters to the guys on the team who are like, wow, I don't feel great today. Oh yeah. I got hit by a car and I'm still here. (laughs) So let's keep things in perspective. Yeah. It definitely, uh, makes you think about those days you want to call out of work yes. just because you you slept like trash. Rasmus Anderson showed up after getting hit by a car. Uh, consult medical professionals. Don't, this isn't, don't take advice from us, please. But coming up next, we are going to continue the conversation surrounding the pending UFAs, assets, trading, and again, Don't take any of this advice to heart, but I want to take a quick break and tell you about eBay Motors because eBay Motors will push you to the next level. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts, accessory parts or accessories, and or accessories, really, head to ebaymotors.com. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time. And all you have to do is add your ride to my garage and look for the little green check mark to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game And when you shop on eBay Motors. They have over 122 million parts to choose from, and you'll be back in the game in no time, just like Rasmus Anderson. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when all the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts at the right price with the right fit on ebaymotors.com. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us as we trudge through the off season and uh, bring you closer and closer to opening night in Calgary. Uh, NHL schedule should be coming out pretty soon. A couple weeks. relatively soon. Yeah, we got the we got the awards, which are I want to say this upcoming weekend. They're like the twenty seventh, whatever. The NHL yeah. awards are soon. Here, I'll look it up. This is bad radio, but I think, NHL I think awards there were nine days. 26th, June 26th. So June 26th for the NHL awards, we get the drafts, the opening of free agency, which has the worst unrestricted free agent class I can maybe recall in my entire life. So it is, there is, it is not a surprise to me that like the conversation the last week and a half has been, are the Leafs going to buy out TJ Brody? Because there's absolutely nothing to talk about. So I understand. I really do. Former flame TJ Brody. Sean Monahan just got a nice one-year extension with the Habs. You know, it's just it's it's a good time to be a former Flame, I guess. 
Um, unless you're TJ Brody potentially being bought out. But we're going to move on through this episode. And just, who aren't you or who are you trading? Okay, so we already addressed Hannafin in the first mm-hmm. segment, but we'll reiterate. He doesn't want to sign a long-term extension. And frankly, he's not going to be worth what he gets on an extension. So what the Flames should do is allow him and his agent to talk with potential landing spots about working out an extension before mm-hmm. the trade is agreed to so the Flames can get a little bit more value because a player under contract, you do a sign and trade, you can ask for a little bit more. So that's step number one there. Find a good landing spot. Take care of your. Take care of him. Don't send him to Siberia. He doesn't have any trade. No trade protection. He's already in Calgary. Well, no, well, I mean, like hockey Siberia. Like they could trade him to the Coyotes for you know a first round pick. Like don't do that. Don't do send, that. Him, send him somewhere where he's going to have an opportunity to be impactful. But he's not going to be worth the five and a half. And he's probably worth five and a half in today's NHL. He's not going to be worth like the six and a half. He's probably going to get as an unrestricted free agent or what he'll get on an extension. If he goes to a good team and he takes less money, that's different, but he doesn't put up the counting stats. I I, want to say his career high in points is like 37 or 38, which that's a decent number for a defenseman, but his career high 48. And that was on a really good team. That was two years ago. If he was consistently 40 plus points. Okay. You suck it up for, five and a half, six million, but he's more of a 30, 35 point guy, which plenty of value. That's good. He's not a first pair guy on a Stanley cup winning team. He's a good second pair guy on a good team. He's anchoring your second pair. You know, you can depend on him. He can kill penalties if you need him to, but he has more value at age. What is he now? 27, 28. He's 26. He's 26 and 146 days. So he'll be 27 by the end of next season. So his age, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. If you get the full term, seven, 33, 34. So is the value of a second pair defenseman getting five and a half, $6 million a year from age 28 to 34. Is that worth more than a second round pick and a fifth round pick or a restricted free agent and a fourth round pick for where the flames are at? I'm going to say no, partly mm-hmm. because they have so a lot of guys at the NHL level. And I know they've got a, a handedness issue where they've got Uyghur, they've got Anderson, they've got Tanev, they've got Troy Stetcher. Well, they have to figure out if they're going to keep Troy Stetcher or, and or Michael Stone or not. But they've got four right-handed defensemen and two lefties. We're assuming Chillington comes back. It might be a little bit much to ask Chillington coming back his first season to just slide in the first pair lefty. But that might be the reality. That really might be what it looks like. Cause I don't think they want to play Zadorov first pair lefty with Rasmus Anderson. I feel like that's a tall order as well. So that, that complicates it. Can you get a left-handed defenseman? That's reasonably priced. I know Matt Grizzlick's name is floating around out there. I don't think he's a first pair guy, especially on a team that fancies itself a contender, but that was the first left-handed D I know that's available. That came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it really would be a tall order for any of the names yes. that you said, just because, you know, that's 20 something minutes a night and yeah. you don't always get like players don't always play up to their, you know, line mates or their uh, deep pairing partners. You just, you might have a significant drop off and a very um, big difference in play there. But I think, 
I, now, I don't know what the plan is with Shillington, but I think that out of those names, it would be interesting to see him come back and play that role just because it it would almost, at least I view it as, you know, you have confidence in him and bouncing back after a significant uh, you know time away from hockey. But also, he had a terrific uh, season the season before. So it's, you know, can you put that on someone? It's a lot to ask. And moving along here, we're, we're talking a lot about Noah Hannafin because we know he's going to be on the move more than likely. The other guys for me that fall into this tier, I think there's a real argument that Michael Backlund falls in this category as well because his age. If he were 30 or 28, 29, I think he would be in the first category where he's more valuable to the Flames. But this is someone who's very clearly on the back nine. He's played. He still plays at a high level. He's an effective player. But on a team that's not that does not have realistic cup chances, he's infinitely more valuable to be the third line center on a good team, to be the Yanni Gord on a good team. If he slides in as the third line center on the Kraken or the Kings or a good team, a team with legitimate who thinks they can go for a cup, because at his age, let's say they do three years, five million per six million per. That's not going to hurt you. That's not like cost prohibitive or anything. And he, he'll play a reasonable role on your team. It's just that he's going to be more valuable to another team because oh, of yeah. the role. He, the role he plays is very specific. It's the type that NHL GMs love. He's the type of player that if they're available at the deadline, lock first round pick and a prospect in return. <laughs> Guaranteed. They love that archetype. That pestery, grinder, great on the floor check, defensively responsible, leadership traits. Like, look what Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly comes to mind. That's the most obvious one, that type of move. And then the other one in this tier, I, I don't think they would do it because they like him so much. But I could see Chris Tanev being in this category as well as somebody yeah. older, experienced, probably wants to get a chance to win before he retires could play on on a good team third pair but on most teams a second pair guy defensive shutdown physical big again all the buzzwords you like to hear at the trade deadline if you're trying to get good assets yeah definitely and to go back to backland for a second i think you know he has obviously like a lot of those great qualities that like you said gms are starving for and he's i know injury prone is just such like a silly word but he doesn't have an injury history that is concerning like you saw with their past third line center and Sean Monahan. He's relatively healthy. He still brings enough to the game to make a difference. And again, those intangibles, we love a good leader in the NHL with Chris Tanev. I do wonder, you know, what, what the return might look like. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't take calls uh, really on it, on anyone that's anyone. Hey, that, seven. What I always say is Wayne Gretzky was traded three times and that's the greatest player in the history what? of the sport. No one is untradeable. No matter no. how good you think someone is, no one is untradeable in hockey. No, exactly. And it doesn't, there's no loyalty. It, it doesn't matter. There's really, it's a business. Owners don't care. But they don't. 
I do think teams may be a little apprehensive when it comes to Tanev just because of his last two seasons. I think that I think he's more of a deadline than an offseason yeah. guy. Like if the Flames are out of it, I think he gets moved at the deadline. But yeah. hey, he's someone you're not going to get a ton for. You wouldn't like it would not be um it wouldn't be a disaster if you just let him play out the last year of the deal and he just left at the end of the deal. Maybe he's done playing hockey. Maybe he yeah. just retires at 34 with all the hip and shoulder injuries. Maybe he keeps playing. But yeah. if you get a third-round pick for him, sure, extra pick in your coffer. If you want to ride it out with him, sure, that's fine too. Yeah, I don't – like, there really isn't – like, I'm super neutral on this one because, yeah. like, it's just – you're not – losing a lot and you're not gaining much exactly um, so it's if anyone's going to walk i i would be okay with him being the one that got away next summer and real quick i do want to throw Zadorov in here as well we're up against the clock we got to move on to the next segment but he's somebody tall skates well again the, the archetype trait tall the archetype traits that gms love especially at the deadline yeah, absolutely, and I think that goes without saying that um, he would probably be on the move as well. So, coming up next, we are going to talk about the kind of question marks, and can you really decide if this guy is worth the assets, or, you know, do you keep them, re-sign them? But make sure you stick around this summer on Locked on Flames because we have you covered every single day and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and of course on YouTube as well. Oh, Tyler Toffoli is a name we haven't talked about. I didn't know where to put him in all honesty. I could not figure out where to put him because he's arguably the Flames best goal. He's the, he's definitely the Flames best goal scorer. He's probably their second best forward. He's also 31. I, I think he's say. turning 31. He's 31, right? He's 31 right now. He's a 92 birthday. So he's on the back. He's somebody else where the, the counterpoint with Toffoli is he's not a he doesn't rely on his skating to kind of make offense for himself, where he's very stationary. He's never been a great skater. So maybe you feel he'll age a little bit better because he's not as reliant on his speed. I think you could get something decent for Tyler Toffoli at, at, right now at the draft. Oh, yeah. You could you could probably get a second-round pick and something else for him. But, again, once you do that, then I feel like there's a domino effect. It's the same thing with Elias Lindholm. I was talking with somebody about this earlier today who said, asked me, do you think they're going to trade Lindholm this summer or not? And I go, well, if they trade Lindholm, they're going to blow it up. Because it oh, works. Yeah. Once you pull that, push that first domino, well, if he doesn't want to stay, then that trickles down. Well, why would Tyler Toffoli stay? Why would you keep a guy, if you're going to trade your best forward, why would you keep the next one and the other one? Why wouldn't you just run it out with your guys like Coleman, like Manjapani, the guys who have term? Ride it out with those two, Kadri, Huberto, the expensive, the ride it out with those guys is your stopgap. You can use free agency to piecemeal in the lineup. But make it about your future. That's really why I think that Lindholm is the sliding door. That That is the biggest one to me. Everybody else on this list, there are valuable pieces here. Tyler Toffoli, Backlund, Hannafin, those are good hockey players. But to me, if they trade Lindholm, it's over. That, that means that they are fundamentally starting over. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, there obviously is something attractive about getting those first round draft picks and the higher draft picks, you know, even in the second round. But do you want to set the organization back? That's the conundrum. That is the conundrum that Conroy is facing right now. We don't know what the conditions were for him taking this job. There was a meeting where he gave his vision. There was somebody in that room who said, well, do you think you could do this? That is the order, the, the, um, the modus operandi, throwing some Latin at you, throwing <laughs> some Latin at you. I'm fancy. That is the, the means of operation here. Whatever yeah. those people told him, that is going to be the deciding factor. If he was told, hey, we want you to take this job, but we need to make the playoffs, He's not trading Elias Lindholm. They'll, yeah. they'll figure it out in season. And worst case, he wears egg on his face at the end of the year. If they make the playoffs, win around, and Elias Lindholm walks on July 1st of 2024, ownership probably won't be that upset. They made the playoffs. They got their extra games of revenue, and they'll be content. But again, what type of – or and like you said, what type of message are you trying to send to everybody else if you're okay with guys leaving or you're trading your best players? You just had the really, you know, traumatic seems a bit extreme, but, you know, <laughs> damaging, <laughs> damaging experience of your two best players and leaving in the same offseason. Mm-hmm. Well, if you trade the next best player after that, you, you're really starting to set a precedent of, hey, we, don't, we can't keep our best players here. And not that we don't care. It's just we can't keep them here. And that lingers. And then that trickles down to younger guys who are like, are other organizations better than this? When I get to free agency, am I going to want to go somewhere else? It really does matter when it comes to setting the tone for, do you want to be here? Are guys going to take less money to stay here? Are guys trying to leverage their way to get here? That's what your goal is. You want to be one of those teams that people are trying to get to. Yeah. You want to be one of those shiny toys that, you know, people are kind of really grabbing at and they want to be part of something special. And I think that, you know, after the 2021-22 season, this team was super attractive and super, you know, oh, like this is this team's going to be something. I, no, there were a lot of factors into that. But, you know, I think that they're, again, this team is at a crossroad. They there are a lot of decisions that they have to make, and we'll know a lot by the draft. I think we'll know yeah. a lot by the draft. And no one is saying you have to make all of these moves immediately. No, and it it doesn't make sense because then it kind of feels impulsive, even though they've probably been talked about for a while. Um, but I do hope you know by next weekend, or I think that's when the draft is. Yeah. Uh, there is kind of a clearer picture and I, I don't know. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to the term and the money, when it comes to Elias and home, but at the end of the day, the card a good hockey player, you yeah, need good hockey players on your team. Yep. So. You need to have more, the more good hockey players you have, the better you have a chance of winning. And that's the goal here. Yeah. That is the goal in professional sports, unless you're trying to lose, in which case then it's not. If you're trying to tank, then get rid of all of your good players. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, the Flames are not tanking. They are going, they are trying to make the playoffs. They will not be selling unless they have to. Yes. And that does it for today's episode of Locked On Flames. Thank you so much for hanging out with Nick and I. Uh, you can 
make sure you're following and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us both on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and at Nick Zararis. And just enjoy what's left of June. Wear your sunscreen. Touch some grass. Drink some nice water. And we're not going to have an off-season like last year. So there's something exciting to that element and something to look forward to. Nick, do you have any parting words for us today? I really am so tired. (laughs) I am so tired. I can't wait to go to sleep. (laughs) 